This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. Yes, this is the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's speak to our guest for Monday. It's Kelvin Wong, Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore. Good morning from London. Good afternoon to you, Kelvin. Hi, good to see you again, Johnny, and good morning to you. Yeah. Let's start with the markets where you are, and it's been fairly mixed in uh, Asia-Pacific. Yes, precisely. So let's start with the Japan uh, stock market. So over the Japan stock market over here is that the Nikkei 225 continue its bullish tone, which is the benchmark Japan stock market. So after last week, it hit a fresh 34-year high, reaching above that 35,000 key psychological level. So today we see a kind of a follow-up momentum, positive bullish momentum, as it managed to actually uh, inch a daily gain of close to 1% to close at 35,900. So it seems to us that all the positive stars are aligned from the Japanese stock market again, especially uh, with the positive optimism where it finally managed to exit from its deflationary spiral in the last uh, 15 to 20 years or so. So that is actually the positive driver for the Japanese stock market today. On the other hand, we start to see continued weakness in the China stock market and its proxies, which is the Hansing indices. So for today, the Hansing index actually closed slightly negative at negative 0.17%. And on top of that, the China tech stock component, which is pretty much represented by the Hansing tech index, actually has had a whopping loss of negative 1.9%. So there are actually two catalysts that actually uh, kind of triggered off today's underperformance of the China-related uh, stock market and the China big tech stocks in particular. Uh, one is there's actually a news report stating that uh, Paidu, which is one of the major China big tech stocks, and it's leading Ernie AI similar of a chat GPT uh, platform is being kind of uh, used in collaboration with the China military, which is the PLA. So that actually sparked up another round of joyous political risk uptake in China technology space that actually dragging down the China big tech stocks, which is uh, which where we actually saw the China proxy, which is the, the Hansing Tech Index uh, down by negative 1.9% today. And also on top of this, uh, we do have this morning Asia session, the PBOC, which is the China Central Bank, uh, kind of disappoint market expectation where it maintained its uh, one of the benchmark uh, interest rate in China, which is the one-year medium-term lending rate at 2.5% uh, since August last year. So market is expecting uh, around a 25 to 10 basis point cut to actually address this ongoing deflationary spiral in China. But unfortunately, that did not happen. So one of the importers that trigger off today's intraday China stock market performance and as well as the Hong Kong stock market underperformance as well. Now, Kelvin, over the weekend, we saw some more military action in the Red Sea. The USA and its allies uh, bombing some of those uh, Houthi areas, but this doesn't seem to have had any uh, negative effect on oil markets. Uh, and uh, in fact, the oil price has stabilized. Yes, precisely. So if you look at the action of uh, the oil markets over the weekend and today's Asia session, it seems to be that at the moment in time, markets start to price in this ongoing escalation in terms of the joyous political risk premium that is arising out of the Middle East region right now. So what I could see over here is that unless we start to see further uptick 
in geopolitical risk a premium where more stakeholders starts to get involved, especially from Iran. Uh, that could uh, potentially see uh, another, we call it a short uptick in oil price again. So for now, at least in the short term, we do expect a bit of a sideways movement for West Texas oil, which is WTI crude, uh, between $71 per barrel. And on the top side, potentially, it could be kept by a near-term resistance of around $75 to $76 per barrel. So that also corresponds to this uh, downward uh, sloping 50-day moving average uh, that is still capping uh, further upside in price action in the WTI uh, West Texas oil. Okay, let's look ahead to the week and uh, some data coming out on uh, Wednesday. We've got UK core inflation, which will be an important figure for the Bank of England to take note of uh, with uh, possible uh, interest rate cuts looming uh, maybe in March. And uh, we've got Japanese CPI on Friday and uh, not forgetting US earnings season as well. Yes, uh, let me start with the uh, UK uh, inflation story. So uh, it's coming up this Wednesday. Market is expecting the core inflation that is excluding food and energy to dip much lower to 4.9% year on year in December, below 5.1% recorded in the previous month, which is November. So if it comes in with expectation, that's actually a 30-month low for UK core inflation quite growth deceleration. So uh, net net, what we could see over here is uh, it seems to us that globally, core inflation has starts to decelerate quite steeply in the last three to five months. So all in all, uh, right now, uh, what we market is expecting is the first central bank to actually uh, start this uh, global, potentially this global or new round, I'll put it, the new round of the interest rate uh, cut cycle still falls on the US uh, Federal Reserve. So if you look at the CME uh, FedWatch 2 pricing right now, uh, the pricing is coming back up at 70% odds of a first rate cut on to be enacted in US during the March FOMC meeting. So that's up around 65% from last week. All right. So all in all, uh, given this uh, spate of what you call much more uh, dovish expectation on the US Federal Reserve. So even though the UK core inflation came with expectation, let's say it's down 4.9% or even much lower, that could actually see a bit of uh, strength coming against the sterling against the dollar. So the market is now focusing more of a dollar uh, weakness uh, story. So one of the key levels to watch out for on the sterling pound as we head into the release of the UK core inflation this uh, coming Wednesday will be at the key support at 1.2690 followed by 1.26 figure level. So that's the sterling against the dollar. The 1.26 figure level is actually corresponding with a upward sloping 50-day moving average. So that actually indicating to us that the sterling dollar is now still trading in a medium-term uptrend at this moment in time. Yeah. So then going forward, uh, what we have this coming Friday will be uh, Japanese inflation data. So over the Japanese side of story, uh, market now is, is looking for a kind of a when will BOJ starts to normalize its uh, short-term negative interest rate. That means, i.e. a shift away from this short-term negative interest rate that has been in Japan since uh, 2016. So uh, on this arena itself, markets will be paying very close attention to the core core inflation. So this core core inflation is slightly a kind of a different term where uh, Japan used against the rest of the world. So Japan do have a core inflation, but that core inflation only excludes fresh 
food. So the core core inflation will actually exclude fresh food and energy. So given the fact that uh, services prices has started to be remain firm in Japan in the last three to four months, so market expecting the core core inflation to remain rather elevated in Japan, close to about a 30-year high approximately, uh, coming in almost unchanged from November 3.8% year-on-year for December. So if that starts to uh, materialize, that means indicating to us that services inflation in Japan remains elevated as expressed by the core core inflation data for December, that could actually give a bit of um or impetus for the Bank of Japan to not to delay this uh, golden opportunity to actually start to normalize its short-term negative interest rate away from negative level, at least back to a normalcy level of close to zero. Percent, uh, given that uh, we are still uh, in a kind of a Goldilocks scenario in terms of global economic growth, with US uh, not showing any clear sign of slipping into a silver recession yet, and that could actually uh, support a further uh, dollar yen weakness uh, below a key resistance level at the one four seven sixty mark. And also, do not forget to round off uh, that we are now in the heat of the US Q4 earnings season's reporting. So on Friday, we do have a very lackluster data up from the major US banks. Uh, we have Citigroup, uh, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, as well as uh, Bank of America reporting uh, lackluster uh, Q4 earnings that came in below expectation with the exception of Wells Fargo that managed to go in nine. But overall, uh, the guidance from these uh, banks itself remains rather lackluster because the DHGs can uh, indicate uh, to us that the net interest margin will be much weaker going to 2024 due to the fact of a much more uh, potential uh, dovish Fed ahead and markets will be paying very close attention to the next two major financial which is uh, due tomorrow uh, do not forget the fact that today will be a public holiday in us yeah so uh, on tuesday uh, goldman sachs and morgan stanley so they are much more investment bank oriented rather than commercial banking so market participants will be actually paying much close attention to their trading results rather than their corporate uh, lending a result which is uh, much more focused on the net interest margin and do not forget Goldman Sachs is also the third uh, highest weightage in the uh, Dow Jones industrial average that could actually have a potential significant impact on the price action tomorrow when they report their earnings. Okay Kelvin Wong in Singapore thank you very much for joining us today have a great week. My pleasure same to you Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.